the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci of Fatucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. The Fed makes good on its signaling to raise rates yet again. The overnight rate now the highest since 2007. Closer to home, First Republic Bank is no more as regulators seize the troubled bank. And on a positive note, for Meta Facebook, Q1 earnings report crushes expectations, beating analyst estimates by, get this, $27.67 billion. Welcome once again to another edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus year financial manager, Pat Fitucci, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, Pat, amazing news certainly for Meta, but a lot of this a bit being clouded by what's been going on with First Republic Bank and, of course, word that the Fed has raised rates yet once again, although a bit of a silver lining they seem to suggest that this may be it for at least a while. Yeah, another large bank, First Republic Bank, kind of the envy of the banking world for its sterling customer service. By the way, they held $229 billion in total assets, $104 billion in deposits. Sadly, they are gone like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank that collapsed last month. The Fed says that all 84 branches of First Republic will reopen as J.P. Morgan. Here's the problem, in, in my view. J.P. Morgan Chase, it was giant before. It's hard to find an adjective to describe how big they are now. But they're like in that too big to fail category, and God forbid they get into trouble. Who's going to bail them out? I mean, it makes me uncomfortable thinking about 2008 when banks had all that exposure to the mortgage derivative problem. Giant banks had to be bailed out, the whole AIG debacle. So it's a little uncomfortable getting J.P. Morgan Chase to be even more giant, if that's a word, than they were prior to this. Again, as you mentioned in the opening comments, Federal Reserve raised rates one more time. Hopefully it's the last time. 
there was some conjecture given the fragile nature of the mortgage world. There was some consternation about not having another rate increase because of all these bank issues. By the way, joining me today is Brian Calkins. Brian is the founder of Proxy Financial. Brian, more more layoffs. General Motors, 5,000 employees took the offer to go off into the sunset. So it appears as though the Federal Reserve actions are working. Lots of layoffs almost every day. We've got Jenny Craig, kind of a stalwart in the fitness business, closing all 400 of their stores. You've probably seen it, Brian, lots of closures and lots of layoffs almost every day. Major corporations are saying, sorry, guys, we have to reduce by X thousand people. Yeah, it's fruit of a painful cycle, right? You increase interest rates, it slows the economy, people lose jobs, and it's a cycle that seems to never end, right, Pat? Yeah. For the amount of headlines that we see about these large corporations laying off, the majority of the economy is made up of small businesses and uh, contractors. And so I, I think there's still light at the end of the tunnel that this is a soft landing, as we call it in economic terms. Um, but it's getting pretty bad. San Ramon giant Chevron announced first quarter earnings $6.6 billion. I wonder why it cost me so much to fill my gas tank up. Is this uh, just not the reputable kind of Bottom line that we can be proud of. I mean, are they just taking advantage of the rest of us who have to fill our tank to get to work when when they net $6.6 billion? I mean, it's pretty outrageous. Here's the annoying part. Nationally, there's a 29-cent tax on every gallon of gas nationally. Guess what? In our state, California, it's a eight on wow. every gallon of gas versus 29 cents. What's wrong with this picture? Why are we paying more than three times the other 49 states when we've got refineries all over the place? That annoys me that 49 states can keep the tax at 29 cents and our illustrious, beautiful state. Yeah, it's pretty. A dollar eight. Give me a break. That's why we're all going to Florida, Brian. <laughs> You're all very welcome. Higher mortgage rates kind of goes without saying when they raise interest rates, mortgage rates, and it further deters the market from people wanting to buy a house. I mean, it has a direct impact on the affordability of buying a house. And so we're seeing certainly inventory is low. Prices surprisingly have not gone down heck of a lot because inventory is so low. And those who few buyers out there have very little to pick from. So I'm going to guess we're going to hit more towards 7% mortgages given this last rate increase. And we're just not used to that. What, a year and a half ago, we were at two and a half or three. So it's quite a shock. But historically, we've always been in that six to 7% range. We're just not used to it. We haven't heard of it in, in many, many years. Of course, the uh, default issue, uh, politically speaking, there's lots of high level discussions with Speaker McCarthy, President Biden, McConnell going to be attending some meetings. So we'll see how that all works out. But as early as June 1st, if Congress fails to raise or suspend the debt ceiling, Janet Yellen told lawmakers uh, Monday, it's imperative Congress act as soon as possible to increase the limit. Sure, let's increase the limit again. And $30 trillion later, there's just not the appetite for being frugal in Washington, D.C. They just don't know how to stop spending. It's in their blood to spend as much as they can. Again, kicking that can down the road can be um, 
quite dangerous. Again, you, you look at trend lines, inflation is slowing. Thankfully, it's slowing. It's, it's only at six or seven, but you're right. It's still higher than prices we were paying for basic goods and services a year ago. And, and hence, you get politicians citing that from the opposing party saying, uh, are you better off today than when you were under a Republican? And so you get those comparisons. There's trend lines and there's leading and lagging indicators that take time to show their ugly truth. And so you get, you know, mortgage rates at 7% when a year ago there were, what, two and a half or so? Uh, so we've got glaring numbers on the surface of it that looks really bad today compared to a year ago. Now, speaking of mortgage rates, what's the 100-year average on mortgage rates? About 7%. But we were used to two and a half or three and a half percent. We're kind of entitled to that, right? Well, we're not really. On an annual basis... Food prices are up 11.1%. Energy for the last year up 9.6%. So you're right, Charlie. Gasoline is still up a whole lot compared to a year ago. Are they going to go back down? Much of January's inflation surge came from a 2% rise in energy prices alone. Food prices in January up 0.4%. Goods and services up 0.6%. So inflation is, is real. You and I are feeling it when we go buy anything but it is slowing, fortunately, or, uh, or else we would all be getting part-time jobs. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. Craig Roberts along with our host, 30-plus year money manager, Pat Fittucci. Now, we spoke a few moments ago about that complimentary financial checkup, really that retirement tune-up, and it's yours free for the asking by simply calling today the toll-free number to call, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-PLAN-WISE. Remember, there's never any cost or obligation, so just call today and schedule your free appointment. 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-752-6947. Well, Pat, just before the break, we were talking about some of the things taking place and the reaction on the markets globally. A big reminder for all of us that it's important to take the time to get a retirement planning tune-up from time to time, to take a look at all the components of a retirement plan or our roadmap to make sure that, in fact, it's going to give us the kind of strategy that will take us safely through to an independent retirement. Toward that end, let's talk about some of the key things that we need to be looking at in that retirement tune-up. One of the big concerns today, of course, is managing of one's debt. There's certainly a couple areas. There's smart debt and there's dumb debt. So let's go over that. Smart debt is a loan on an asset that appreciates. In other words, the value goes up, your house, and it's deductible. So a mortgage is hopefully the value goes up. The interest you can declare on your 1040 tax return as deductible. That's smart debt. Appreciation of the asset and the deductibility on the interest. Dumb debt is an asset that declines in value. You buy your car, you buy a boat, you buy an RV, you drive it off the lot, and it drops in value 10, 20, 30%. Pick a number, a big, big number. And the loan interest is not deductible. So that's what we call dumb debt. So take a snapshot of where you are today and what does your loan portfolio look like if there is loans on plastic, Visa, MasterCard, et cetera. That's absolutely debt you want to eliminate. 
There's car payment loans. Again, if you can either fold that into an equity line or get rid of it completely, that's ideal. And lastly, the debt on your home. There's a lot of schools of thinking on this, and I'm not a big fan of paying off debt, especially with rates as they are today. Now, I'm not suggesting you go out and get a loan if you've already paid off your home, but I would not be all that excited about paying it off if I had a choice between maxing out my 401k or paying off that loan I would absolutely go for maxing out the 401k. So it reduces your marginal tax bracket and you take the deductibility on the loan. I mean, ideally, when you retire, you'd have zero debt. That doesn't take a mental giant to figure that one out. But mortgage loans, you could absolutely arithmetically compute the fact that having a mortgage, even in in retirement, can make pretty good sense. So you've got to look at all those issues. And then, of course, the option, do you sell the big house and move to the small house? Or do you move to a less expensive area? Almost anywhere in the USA compared to the Bay Area, you can move 100 miles away and get a lot more two-by-fours for your dollar. Maybe you don't want to do that. Your grandkids are here. Lots of choices where you can reduce your monthly outlay, maybe eliminate the mortgage and maybe have a better lifestyle. Um, Again, managing that debt is a lot of ways of carving it up. And we can be pretty creative in, in how to look at your debt load, Craig. One of the big shockers, of course, for folks dealing with the reality that even as the paychecks stop arriving, the bills will continue to arrive. And as we restructure a retirement plan to go from more of a growth portfolio toward a income-providing portfolio, it's probably I would suggest, Pat, wise not to be tapping into that for rainy day funds, meaning that as much as we know, listen, we drive the car all the time, suddenly the transmission goes out, the house needs a new roof on it, things of this sort. Is it important to set aside money in an emergency fund so that if something comes along that's unexpected, and we know that's expected to happen in life all the time, that we have access to some cash? Hot water heaters and roofs still leak even though we are retired, there's no magic that suddenly that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. So we've got to have contingency emergency fund. The big one, of course, we're all aware of, and more and more employers are saying it's up to you and I to carry our own health care. Health care is at least $1,000 a month for most couples. So we've got to factor that in in a big, big way. 20 years ago, most employers carried retirees' health care plans for the rest of their life. But the rest of their life, uh, you know, many years ago was just a couple of years of retirement. Now it's 10, 20, 30, 40 years of retirement. So corporate America cannot carry our health care plans for that long a period of time. So we've got to look at all those issues. Should you look at a PPO, an HMO, and try and carve it up as best you can that makes it comfortable for your family to figure out what to do with with the healthcare issue. But certainly a contingency plan, the rules are about four or five months of monthly overhead in emergencies. If it costs you $3,000 a month to run your home, around 12, 14, 18 grand sitting around at the bank. We had a listener come in last week, Craig, $200,000 in a checking account. I said, why would you have that much in a checking account? Well, I'm just nervous about this market and I want to have a big cushion. That's a little bit extreme. Certainly, you've worked hard for your money. Now your money's got to work hard for you. And this is an example. Too much money sitting around not working hard. Having a rainy day or an emergency fund is a very important thing to have in case the inevitable happens. Now, with that said, the big key here is we talk about 
retirement planning. The operative word there is plan, whether we're going to set out on a long trip, uh, maybe to go halfway across the country to go visit grandparents over the summer with the kids. Whatever it might be, it's always wise to plan in advance. Make sure you've got a roadmap set together. You've checked the air in the tires. You've got plenty of gasoline. You've topped off the radiator with fresh water, all of this. And I suppose the same thing is very true, Pat, when it comes to mapping out a plan for retirement. And I guess that means all aspects of retirement planning, what we can anticipate from Social Security, how much money we need to have set aside in our 401k and in our IRA to generate the kind of income we'll need at retirement. So many cases, my retiree folks come in and they say, you know, we're so busy We can't figure out how we had time to work when we were working. So many retirees are busy as heck because they're either volunteering or they're working part-time or they work for their church or there are lots of hobbies and friends and trips. In many cases, it's it's a very fulfilling level of life at that point in time. It's a whole new chapter. But I would certainly encourage folks to kind of take a test drive and figure out what do you get a charge out of doing. There's some introspection on what hobbies you have or interests you have. And there's sometimes, Craig, I, I got to tell you, a small percentage, a minority of folks who say, I'm bored to tears. I have no idea what to do. I wake up in the morning. I have breakfast. I'm done reading the paper. It's 830. Now I got the whole day. My gosh, what do I do now? So we've got to look at what to do there's the mental aspects. We've had this vocation for 40 or more years. We wake up in the morning and we just go through those steps like a zombie going to work every day. And now now all of a sudden, there's a whole new dimension of life called time, having time on your hands, which worker bees generally don't have any and retirees have a lot of time. So that's the whole adjustment. Certainly, it's an opportunity to join a club or start a hobby or go back to college and take a reading course or take a a woodworking course, whatever your interests are, there's certainly no shortage of things to learn and get involved with. If you have the motivation, I think mentally is so important to start retirement with a positive spin. I've seen depressed people go into this phase and just get more depressed. On the other hand, we get really highly motivated, excited people, and they bring a whole level of enjoyment to their life. So I think mentally, you've got to take an inventory of kind of shape you're in and understand if you're prepared for this pretty dramatic shift in lifestyle. In preparation for that, is it wise to kind of take the retirement out for a test drive, Pat, in the sense that maybe to attempt for a few months before you officially retire to see what it's going to be like living in retirement? Is that a good idea? In other words, stop using the credit cards, start paying for things in cash, and and just kind of get a sense of what the feeling is going to be like? I think understanding what those golden years are going to be like is an absolute great idea. You can take a sabbatical for a month or two and just try to figure out what are you going to do? Frankly, some people say, you know, I don't ever want to retire. I love what I do. I want to take more time off. And sadly, when you work for corporate America, it's either work all year long and you get three or four weeks off or not. Many companies are having these work share programs where you can work for two or three months and take a month off. So I think more and more corporate America is adjusting and recalibrating to that schedule, given the fact that, A, it's a big brain drain out of corporate America, and they can't afford to have all these boomers leaving at the same time, while these young folks are certainly energetic and and motivated. They may not have the maturity or the experience to handle some of these bigger level or mid-level management jobs. And so the smart companies are saying, let's create kind of a, a work schedule that allows 
these folks to kind of test drive for a couple of months and then come back to work for a couple, three months. So more and more of those schedules are becoming available. Certainly if you're self-employed, you just scale back the activity level. That's a little bit easier to do. Got a good support system and to manage your company while you're off sailing in Europe somewhere. I wonder if the boss would just let me do that tomorrow. I'm not going to plan on retiring, but just like to take a month off. See I, how it was I like. can write you a note, Craig. Dear boss, please excuse Craig for the next month. He's going to go to Europe and spend a month in Italy. I think I like that plan. Hey, we're going to take a time out, come back to more of our conversation, a look at a pre-retirement tune-up. I'm Craig Roberts, along with our host, 30-plus-year money manager, Pat Fatucci. Don't forget the toll-free number to call today if you'd like to schedule your own retirement plan tune-up. Call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-752-6947. Pat Fatucci says, don't invest in forget. Welcome back to Don't Invest and Forget. My special guest and good friend with me in studio today, Karen Owak. Karen is the author of Athletes in Aprons, the nutrition playbook to break 100 years old. She is a clinical exercise physiologist, a speaker, and author. She's a cardiopulmonary rehabilitation specialist at the Palo Alto VA Medical Center and has her own private medical fitness practice. Karen's been the weekly health expert on Cron4 News in San Francisco for the past five and a half years, speaking on all aspects of health and lifestyle medicine in over 210 television interviews. Certified by the American College of Sports Medicine, Karen focuses on the fascinating findings of human longevity and the centurion lifestyle. Karen, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Nice to be here, Pat. You look fit as usual. You're making people guilty for <laughs> not exercising enough. Congrats on television for five and a half years. That's worked out well for you, hasn't it? It has. And, and actually, I'm back in the studio after three years of COVID and having to uh, broadcast from home. I'm really excited. It's doing it live and on in the studio again. And you're probably having fun with your athletes and aprons. Book. Has that been a fun experience or what? That has. That has. And all me, everything that I, I write in the book, I, I follow. So It's on my nightstand and I read a chapter or two every, you know, every so often. Now I'm reading it again because you got to reinforce that on a regular basis. It doesn't say making a stop at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> did you leave that chapter out or what? I did. I cut that out of your, your book. <laughs> Sugar is the enemy, isn't it? It is. Yes, it is. It, if you want to stop aging, then stop eating sugar. sugar. Yeah, it binds with collagen. So that's not something you really want to stay away from. All right, so let's get down to facts here. Food <laughs> is up around 10% in the past year or so. It's really expensive. Throwing away spoiled food is gets very annoying. Any thoughts about how do you not throw away that expensive food into the garbage? Yeah, and that's one of the things I I tell my my patients and my clients that the most expensive food that you can buy is the stuff you end up throwing away. We we buy a lot of fresh produce. We put it in our fridge, and it kind of gets brown and ugly after a while, and we ended up throwing it away. So. That's definitely, when we're trying to save money, everybody is trying to, to juggle whether they should pay for gas or whether they should pay for food. And I work with the veterans, and so they're on very, very tight income. So 
uh, this is a problem. So definitely, this is where frozen can be your friend. So I really believe in uh, trying to stock up on like frozen greens, kale, spinach. There's so much frozen food out there now, greens and broccoli, and and stock up on that because it's not good. It's always there, and it's not going to spoil. And so this is one of the myths I wish would die, that frozen food is not as nutritious. That's not true. It's not true at all. Actually, it's more nutritious because you think about it, they pick it when it's ripe and at its peak, and then they flash freeze it, and then it goes to the store. Whereas if it's picked, oftentimes it's picked before it's ripe. So it is then put on a truck. And then it goes to the warehouse at the grocery store, and then it sits in the produce section. Then it then you you bring it home, and it sits in your refrigerator. So it really the nutritional value degrades quite a bit by the time you actually eat it. So frozen. So is best. freezing stops that degradation. Right, right. You're you're eating it at its peak value. So I keep hearing colorful foods are better. I'm a blueberry, raspberry, blackberry, strawberry. Guy, every morning I have probably too much of it. Uh, how much is too much, by the way? Is it more than a cupful if I combine all? Well, because there's sugar there too, right? Oh, but that's a different type of sugar. We're not okay. talking that the the other sugar we're talking about is the refined sugar. So berries, you want to get in at least a half a cup a day. So it sounds like you're eating kind of more than that, but I that's am. okay. They're they're full of phytonutrients, all those colorful. So you're reading my book. I am. I am. <laughs> Lots of color there, but they spoil right away if you don't eat them. Yep. And that's one of the problems. People say, "I I just bought these raspberries and they have these fuzzies on them already." Yeah. So yeah. and then they throw them away. So we're wasting more money. Sure. So one of the things I this is again where frozen is your friend. So buying frozen berries, mm-hmm. and and then you don't have to worry about that at all. And it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot less expensive than no buying kidding. them fresh. Oh. You'll save half the amount of money. Wow. Uh, or twice the amount of money by. By buying them frozen versus fresh. Um, now, when you, if you do buy fresh, because sometimes you do want it fresh, uh, make sure the first thing you do is put it in a vinegar rinse. And, and everyone said vinegar. Does, does, <laughs> yeah. that, does it change the taste? It does not. It does not. It's diluted vinegar, like a 10 to 1 ratio. So a quarter cup of, of just the white distilled vinegar to two and a half cups of water. But you rinse your strawberries and then put it in this little vinegar wash. And then you could rinse them again. And then and then store them. Dry them off and then it, put them in the... And it will, I guarantee, it will last you much longer uh-huh. then. How about that? Yeah, because it, it c- kills some of those um, spores that are on the on the berry. And you want to do it right away as soon as you bring them home and then, and then store them away. So... Mm. That they they will last longer. So Costco now puts their berries in that freezer room, which is ice cold in there, Uh because they probably spoil sitting out on the... Oh, yeah. You got to look at them when you buy them, because sometimes they're already starting to spoil. They are, and especially the raspberries. That's when you you pay so much for the raspberries, the fresh raspberries, and you open up, and the the ones in between are already fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. So I just throw I just throw those out. I yeah, mean, and you waste putting more money down yeah, on yeah. the drain. So buy them frozen, and, and or do the rinse if you're buying them fresh. So Karen, our listeners are busy. They're working. They're taking care of kids. They're looking after mom and dad. They want to come home from work, throw a steak or a burger on the grill. What if I don't have time for 
cooking a steak or a burger on the grill. I'm tired. I just worked all day. My kids are driving me crazy. Mom and dad, I have to take them to the doctor tomorrow morning. Help me out here. So where a lot of your money is spent is with convenience foods because you're busy. And actually, you're, it costs a lot of money to, to always eat out and buy some of those fast foods. And it's not very nutritious. It'll, it'll, it'll contribute to that belly fat. <laughs> so, Why are you looking at my belly when, <laughs> when you were saying that? <laughs> so what I recommend is to use, use a slow cooker or use a multi-cooker. There, you know, you ha- you'll have to compromise in some way. I know throwing a steak on the grill is a lot faster than than cooking, but if you use a slow cooker or so a multi-cooker, put it on in the morning. Yeah, throw all your stuff in there. Throw this your your veggies. veggies and stock and grains and all that, and turn it on. and And that's pretty quick, and you're yeah. going to save a lot of money, and you're going to save a lot of time. And it's ready to go when you're yeah. hungry after playing a round of golf, and you want to eat right now. It'll be ready. Karen, in your book, you talk about eating more whole grains. Mm-hmm. I like quinoa. I like wild rice. A little bit more expensive. What's my uh, a solution? So in my book, I talk about uh, eating whole intact grains. Intact grains are those that are still intact. They haven't been stripped of their of the fiber and all those the good things. So quinoa, wild rice can be a little bit more expensive. But you can also what 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 per particular grain that people forget about is barley, and barley is less expensive. I mean, you can eat a serving of barley for like twenty five cents. So beer has barley. Can I have a beer instead? <laughs> is that is that is I that, knew. Is I that knew substitute? That. No. <laughs> no, that will contribute to your bill uh, beer actually, belly. <laughs> actually, I'm not a not a beer beer drinker, but I know beer's got a lot of a lot of uh, barley, right? So the barley, barley is a soluble fiber, uh, and they've done studies on this with uh, the the beer belly, with the we call it visceral fat, the fat that is kind of embedded inside of your viscera, inside of your internal organs. And they found that people that eat 10 grams of soluble fiber a day, it helped to reduce that beer belly. So uh, the barley... Is a definitely a really good source, and it's a really it's what I also call the cholesterol sponge because when it combines with liquid, it kind of comes becomes very viscous, and it kind of sweeps through your intestines and gets rid of some of the the bad cholesterol, and it goes out the back door. My special guest and good friend Karen Owak. Karen is the author of Athletes in Aprons: The Nutrition Playbook to Break One Hundred Years Old. Karen, I've been led to believe, and you'll probably confirm or uh, deny this. Let me hear it. It goes something like this. You, you should eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. Uh, sometimes for me, personally, I kind of, I just get busy in the morning, so I'm, I'm eating really quick things in the morning so i'm not having a big full breakfast i might throw it all in the blender <laughs> but most americans kind of go the opposite way they do and Eat especially a big dinner. especially if they've been if they've been working and that's when heart attacks more heart attacks occur it's because of the big dinner especially if it's high a high sodium dinner 
Um, so I would suggest going with that philosophy. And that's why a lot of Americans have this belly issue that when you go to Europe, people kind of make fun of fat Americans, right? <laughs> well, they they do so much walking. They they I mean, you, and they don't buy groceries in bulk. And and so they shop almost every day. Yeah, they, so they're, they're buying think. fresh food. Yeah. So they're they're probably they're probably not wasting any food at all because sure. they're using what they have, and then they'll go buy some fresh fresh when it's convenient. But it's nice to have financial preparedness, but if you retire at sixty five and you die at sixty seven, you've worked forty years and mm-hmm. we haven't had the opportunity to enjoy the freedom of time, and so. We've always believed that nutritional health, financial health, we have estate planning people come in. So so estate planning, accounting, we have CPAs on. We try and focus from all the other areas of our financial life, and it kind of goes hand in hand, right? I mean, without good physical health, your financial health is almost not important. You leave your beneficiaries a whole lot of money. And maybe that's okay, but you want to elongate your life. And if we can get to 100 or 90 or whatever, right? I mean, that's those are nice goals. Well, the other thing is, if you are not healthy, you could you could spend all those years of you know in your later years needing extra care, 24 hour care, and that's going to go through your money and all that money you saved really, really quickly. Yeah. So I mean, it's all about. Moderation, you know, you can have uh, some sugar, a donut once in a while, but if you have them every day, that doesn't work, does it? No, and and when we're talking about how to save money with and still eat healthy, how to eat healthy on a budget, in my opinion, once you start eating a lot of sugary foods, you are just you're just wasting your money. You might as well pour it down the drain because it's not really, it does, has no nutritional value. So it's not feeding your body or repair, helping repair your body. So things that, that have a lot of white flour, white sugar, you know, the white rice, those things uh, are really not, not feeding you well and you're wasting your money. There's always controversy about meat. What are the families used to eating meat at every meal? I mean, Red meat is, you know, all the uh, cancer stories we hear about red meat. Yes, uh, right. What, uh, what's your thoughts? So definitely there, there's the, the association between eating uh, a lot of meat, a lot of animal products, and adverse cardiovascular events. So trying to get your family on board with eating more plants, not only to save money, because it will definitely save a lot of money if you're not buying meat. You know how much meat costs. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and so what I like to suggest is that you are not making a sacrifice by eating less meat, but you are doing a lifestyle upgrade by eating less meat. So chicken and fish are the are the likely substance. Beans. The beans. More, more of the beans and the rice, more of the plants. So um, just trying to cut back on a lot of – so when I say meat, I come to throwing them all in, so you, in together. So chicken and fish and meat are in the same category in your mind? In my mind. Not fish per se, a lot of the, the healthier fishes, like, like, but, but uh, the other – the animal products are, are kind of all in the – when you eat a lot of animal products, they, you create a compound called TMAO that's in, that put, is produced in the gut, and that is what is 
that is linked to these cardiovascular events. It is a new, it's one of the new biomarkers. The TMAO is trimethylamine and oxide. And so that's why the animal proteins are, are kind of put in a try to avoid category. I like salmon. Am I doing well with uh, salmon or are there all these mercury stories about salmon? Well, you want the salmon has fresh, not farm raised. Yeah, right? salmon has the least amount of uh, it has the most most omega threes, those healthy fats, but the least amount of of mercury. So, what you want to try to eat is are the fish. I call them smash S M A S H. I write write about that in the book. So that stands for those are the fish you want to try to eat because they have the least amount of mercury. So salmon, mackerel, anchovies, like sardines, okay. sardines, and herring. Those are the the top five. Right. With me in studio today, Karen Owa. Karen is the author of Athletes in Aprons: The Nutritional Playbook to Break Age One Hundred. She is certified by the American College of Sports Medicine. Karen focuses on the fascinating findings of human longevity and the centurion lifestyle. She's going to have a mini online course for those who have spent years trying to fix themselves and nothing has worked. You could discover how to lose weight without the mental misery. Go to our website, Karen for your health, Karen for your known Karen for many years. And she's given me some great advice and, I listen to most of it. Sometimes I cheat. I don't tell her that. Seriously, uh, our physical health is um, what's more important than than physical health. I mean, financial health is cool, mm-hmm. but without physical health, you've made all your relatives happy happy people because you've left them a whole lot more than you wanted to, right? What's, what's the saying? Uh, money can't buy your health. No, that's right. So especially as we're all, we're all getting older, Charlie, congratulations on reaching that hundred year mark. That's you look great. And you've been following Karen's diet for diet for many years. You're the only guy I know that still drinks cola. That's so funny you say that because I've had patients who say, you know, I go to the store now, it's like you're on my little on my shoulder <laughs> and, and and saying, No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Again, go to Karen's website, KarenforYourHealth.com. Karen, it's always delightful to have you on. You bring out the guilt in me that I shouldn't be doing some things. We're all trying every day. You don't have to be perfect. It's I use the 90-10 rule. 90% of the time I follow you know, the healthy veggie, fruit, mm-hmm. colorful diet. Yeah. The other 10% I cheat. That's uh, about as best as I can get, right? That, well, I, I always say you focus on progress, not per- perfection. So there we that's, go. That's, that's all it is. Karen, thanks so much for, for uh, joining me well, today. Well, thank you for having me, Pat. And you know, Pat and Karen, as we wrap up this segment, it's always important to keep in balance every aspect of your financial life. Of course, we focus primarily on what's going on in the economy, its impact on you, and of course, ultimately, your strategy for a long-term retirement plan to take you to and through retirement safely. But along with that goes the quality of life. You need to have enough finances to carry you through retirement, and you need to be healthy enough to be able to enjoy retirement. For many people, they struggle with the notion of how do they determine what retirement is going to look like? How much money do they need to have set aside for retirement? What kind of strategy needs to be in place to make sure that your retirement dollars take you to and through retirement, particularly during recessionary or difficult financial times. Maybe you're someone who years ago set up a 401k at work and have kind of set it and forgot it. 
We always remind you, as the show of this title intimates, don't invest and forget. So as you look at long-term retirement planning, considering both your health, as we've discussed today with Karen Owalk, as well as your financial life, maybe you'd like to get a second opinion, a review of your current financial situation to help you determine when you'll be eligible for retirement financially and just how healthy that retirement lifestyle will be along the way. Why not call today and schedule an appointment for a complimentary financial health and retirement plan review in any of the Bay Area offices? It's easy. Simply dial toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Easier still, you can schedule that appointment online by going to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or again, to schedule your complimentary financial health and retirement plan review, either in person, over the phone, or via the Internet, go to don'tinvestandforget.com or call 888-PLAN-WISE. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of Bay Area offices of Atucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.